Boom, we're in. Yes, welcome. So, welcome everybody to another episode of the Drip Podcast. It's been a while. I am lucky enough to have Jeremiah on today. Jeremiah, you have a podcast of your own. Yes, I did at one point, for, for quite a while actually. Um, it was a great one. It was called Destroying Lives and Livers. We're on, we went on a hiatus for a little bit because... There was a couple of us that did it, and um, we just didn't have the time for it. So mm-hmm. it's no longer it's happening. A challenge. I have a couple of friends who do new episodes every week, and I don't know how they get it done. Yeah, we we did them every week, and it was it was it was really like we we had it going for a while, but eventually life just kind of all encaps, encapsulates everything, and it just gets tough. <laughs> do you plan on starting it back up by yourself or with friends, or what are you thinking? Um, you know, I've been pondering this for a while actually i don't know if i want to start it back up again or not i like mm-hmm. i do miss podcasting a lot um i just don't know like i don't know if i have the time right <laughs> it's tough yeah. it's tough it's it a is tough, tough endeavor and, and you're hungover today a little bit a little bit yeah you guys do last night um well uh one of our my friend tyler had some people over last night so we went out with um all of them People you know actually, so like Megan was there, um, and obviously Tyler, and then a bunch of his friends from high school. We went out to his place, and then we went to this place called Tapster. Ooh. And they, yeah, they have it's like a place where you just like get your own beers, and you put it like there's like a little card you just put it, put all like it just measures per ounce. Whoa! Like yeah, it was it was it was fun time, good time. So it get rid it get rid. <laughs> Sorry, let me try it again. It gets rid of the bartender. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, do you watch any reality TV? I don't watch a lot of reality TV, no. Damn. Are you familiar with Vanderpump Rules? I actually am. I, uh, where I work is almost all women, so I get, I get the tea. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, so the people who are on that show, I mean, aside from being paid actors, they are primarily bartenders. And there was an episode dedicated to those types of places. And they were like, nah, fuck this. This is wild. <laughs> like, no, you definitely need a bartender. I, I agree somewhat. But it works for this place. So. Okay. And this is downtown, downtown? <laughs> no, it's in uh, Wicker Park. Okay, cool. Yeah, good so spot. So then I think people want to know, um, you told me about timing for today because you had tickets to Sunday service. Yeah. And I was originally thinking just devout churchgoer. I wasn't thinking, you, 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 cap, you capitalize Sunday, and you capitalize service. So I was just like, okay, Jeremiah's really into Jesus. Turns out it's a little something different. Uh, yes, I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to the cult of Yeezy today, basically. Yes, you are. <laughs> and you've gone before, right? Yeah, he was here a couple months ago. And, um, yeah, it was free that time, though. But he was here a couple months ago. He announced it the day before. And uh, me and my girlfriend, Mandy, we got tickets. And we went. And it was uh, it was awesome. He was... Chance was there. And oh, then wow. um, he did a... And then, like, Chance did a song. Kanye did a couple of his songs in the choir, sang most of the time. But at the end was, like, the famous TMZ clip of Kanye telling his security guard, this is my city. I'll like well, I'll spread them, and he basically like parted the Red Sea of people, and walked oh, okay. all the way through the crowd. Nobody mobbed him, like nobody touched him the entire time, and he walked all the way through the crowd, and then went back to his trailer. Was that powerful to see? It was wild because so we were we were like the uh, it was at Northern Island, so there was bleachers that we 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 were in, and then there was like a whole general area down where like a bunch of people were standing at. Um, so we saw. We were like, where'd Kanye go? And then we just saw the crowd, like, moving. And we're like, that's, that's weird. Wild. And then it was him just, like, walking through. It was nuts. I've never never seen anything like it. And it definitely is definitely added to his God complex, which right. I, I'm okay with. <laughs> right. But it can't help what he's got going on mentally, right? Like, it's got to exacerbate some of those issues. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's starting a cult. Like, there's no way around it. It's a cult in the, it's a, it's like the baby forms of a cult. It's just, it's in, it's a cult in its infant stages. And you're aware stages. of it and you want to go. <laughs> and 
So yeah. I guess my question is, is it mostly a concert or is there a lot of um, like idea sharing or gospel speaking? The last time it was mostly a concert. There okay. was, they mostly like, they, they pretty much sang the entire time into music. And then at the end there was like a, like, like a tiny little blurb of like, of like some preachy stuff. Mm-hmm. But overall, mostly concert. Today, I don't know. It's the All-Star Game, so there's going to be a lot of celebrities there, most likely. <laughs> yeah. So I have no idea what, what to expect today. So does he forego, like, Gold Digger and stuff like that when it comes to <laughs> Sunday service? <laughs> I think so. I mean, okay. the psychic was right, though. The psychic was right. What, was it, what did the psychic say? She said, he, she said he's going to um, meet a girl with a fat ass. And he's going to have four kids, and he's got to take all their badass to showbiz. Oh, my God. You got me. <laughs> I Go think he's got yourself. three kids. Maybe he's yes. got three kids now, So he's, and he's no, getting I close. Have, I think they have four. Oh, yeah, they have four. Boom. Yeah. The psychic was right. So I told you I had a late start this morning because I, my hot yoga class ran over. Yeah, how was that? You, well, I thought I would tell you how much of a nightmare this really is. So... <laughs> It turns out I haven't been in a while. I didn't yeah. realize how long, but the instructor knows exactly how long because they moved locations a couple months ago, and I haven't seen the new location. So oh. um, I went today, and I normally go to what's called Hot 26. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's 104 degrees the whole time, and it's, yeah, and it's 26 <laughs> poses. And the 26 oh poses... What's that? I said, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And it's like, it sucks because you can't bring your friends who just like yoga. You know, you have to bring your friends who can withstand that. Yeah. And um, so it's normally 26 poses, which starts from like a warm up all the way through like all these standing poses that your balance and then a spine strengthening series, spine stretching series, abs and so on. And, I mean, after Hot 26, you want to die. It's like a scientific fact. <laughs> well, today I found myself not only a couple months out of practice for yoga, but I found myself in a Hot 34. So, 34? Yeah. So it was a class and a half, which meant it was 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And she goes, she, you know, recited back to me how long it's been since I'd been there. And then... I said, oh, yeah, I haven't tried your Hot 34 yet either, but I'm excited for today. And she was kind of like, oh, no, <laughs> like, this is not going to be a good day for you. <laughs> and it was terrible. Like, you know that <laughs> that you get? Like, so you do a lot of running, but, like, you know, like, in a Sunday afternoon where it's too hot in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. And you're like, you haven't had water in a couple days. And you're like, I got to bail. <laughs> you're like, I got to get an Uber. I got to get home. This run's not going well. Like, I felt that way the whole time today. Oh, my gosh. Hot yeah. yoga is challenging as it is. So yeah. it was 90 minutes, 34 poses. Yeah, it was Ooh. insane. Ooh-wee. So you have done the Chicago Marathon, haven't you? I have, yeah, twice now. Yes. Are you planning on doing it again? I'm actually doing it again this year. I got in oh. in December. Yeah. That's incredible. In. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I have a very um, poised question for you. Lay it on How me. do you not shit your pants? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie. The first time I ran it, that was my biggest fear. It wasn't not finishing or, like, getting hurt. It was shitting my pants. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Did scariest part. Um, No, no. Because usually, so I don't eat a lot right before I run. Um, I typically like, like the night before, the night before I try not to like, like I try to like go to like not eat anything a couple hours before I go to bed, especially a long run. And then I also have a lot of water and then I eat like a piece of toast with like peanut butter on it before I go on my actual run, just to have something in my stomach. Um, this, I mean, the, that, that usually avoids any cases of it. Um, It, during the both marathons I've run, I haven't come close to it, to shitting my pants. It's, um, (laughs) I have had some long runs where it's like, you're, I'm like, oh God, I need a bathroom really bad. (laughs) Um, like when I used to live in Wrigleyville, I'd run on the lakefront 
And um, thank God there's bathrooms on the lakefront because there was one time, it was, I think it was like a 13-mile run. I was on mile seven, and my stomach just basically did oh, a backflip. No. And I was yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> I, got, I ran into this bathroom and uh, did, 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 uh, did some damage. <laughs> and no. afterwards, I was just like, I was like, I'm happy that happened here and not like a mile down because there would there would have been would have been a bathroom for a good like two miles yeah. either way. <laughs> yeah. So do you have you ever shit outside? No, not from a run yet. Not from okay. a run yet. But but um in That's general a specific answer. <laughs> in general, yeah. I've been camping places where there aren't bathrooms, so you just gotta right. dig a hole and just right. do your business right there. And I, I it's not it's not that bad. It's kind okay. of freeing. There's just like well, not a lot of back support, but you know. <laughs> oh God. Well, I commend you because I've only done halves. I've done two mm-hmm. half marathons. Nice. I'm doing another one this year. But Ooh. even for me, it's always around mile eight, you know, around halfway where it's like you regret your existence. You regret signing up for the thing. <laughs> so I can't imagine what that would feel like, you know, 13 miles into a real marathon. Yeah, 13. Both times I've done a, done a marathon, um, so I've cramped up extremely bad both times I've done it. The first time I did it, um, to preface, the year I did my first marathon, the farthest I had ran before previous, before that year, was like six miles or so, right. and I'd only done 5Ks, so uh-huh. I was at a Christmas party for, for work. And um, somebody posted pictures on Facebook, and I saw myself, and I was like, I think I put on a little weight. I was about two years out of college, and I was like, I don't, I don't like what's going on here. Aww. So I literally talked to one of my friends who had done it the year before with a charity, and I was like, how do I get involved with this charity? And she was like, um, if you really want to do the marathon, I can just get you in right now. And I was like, okay. And that was January yeah. of that year. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm doing a marathon. And Aww. pretty much from there on out, I've been running ever since. Um, but the first marathon I ran, um, about mile 17, I got a cramp in my quad and was, like, stopping at every station just to get the, get the like, biofreeze on it. And uh-huh. literally, the cramp moved from one quad, and then it happened in the, the other quad, and uh-huh. then it moved to my hamstrings, and then to my calves. <laughs> so I was pretty much uh-huh. cramping up from, like, mile 17 all the way, all the way to the end. No. Um, it was it's a it was a challenge. The next year it happened at mile twenty two, which was way more manageable because it didn't spread as far. Yeah, but isn't that um, incredible how much your body can learn? Oh yeah, just from doing it once. It's insane. It's insane. I yeah. It's the cramping part. Like other than the cramping, I like it's it's a momentous task. Um, mm-hmm. And I and like every both times I've done it, like getting down to like after mile twenty, mm-hmm. is. They always say that's where the real real race starts because you usually only train up to twenty miles, and then the last six oh, is wow. kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> it's like muscle memory, and it's just like yeah, you it. you just gotta push, you gotta push. But I mean, like those last six miles are are hell. But once you finish, you feel incredible. You're just overwhelmed with emotion. You're just like, I don't understand what just happened, but this was so great. And then oh, they yeah. give you a beer, and you get the medal, and you're like, all right, time to do this. I need to do this again. It's it's a drug. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. Just for me with the half, my first half I did in high school. Oh and gosh. it was kind of like, it was kind of just something to do. My mom and I went to the gym every night after school and work. And it was just something that we had to look forward to. And that first time I, I cramped up my last mile. So it was mm-hmm. mile 13. And it was in Evansville, Indiana. And it was on the water. I forget which river it is. But the last mile was along the water. So it was like this serene, beautiful thing. But I felt like that mile was an eternity. And I truly mentally felt like it wasn't going to happen. I was like, I'm really going to tap out at mile 12. This is crazy. And I would find myself walking a little bit and then sitting on the runway and then getting back up and like literally sitting back down. And it was so humbling. And I thought I had trained pretty well. It turns out I didn't. I did a lot of the elliptical, which does nothing for ground striking. (laughs) Um, but then the next, the next time I did a half marathon was a couple years later at a much bigger event, the, um, Indy, the Indianapolis one. Yeah. So you actually do three of your miles on the Indy 500 track. And so it was really cool, really motivating. There was a lot of jazz music, but 
um, I actually finished and then had to walk a mile to the hotel to wait oh. for my mom and her friend to finish. And I did that and it was no pain. I could have kept going for a couple miles. And it was like the difference it makes for your body just to experience it once. So it can, you know, it can know that you're not dying was just incredible. It's insane. It, it really is. It's, um, I've, I've done, like, I've, I do some halves too. And I did a half a couple of years ago. I didn't mm-hmm. train a lot for it. It was I did it for my birthday because I just had this this dream of running a race on my birthday. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, it was it was a cool idea, but my birthday's in August. Oh <laughs> so no! It was ungodly hot. I think it was like ninety degrees by the time no. the race started, and I I was dead. Like I this this race this race wrecked me, but. Um, but I it definitely like when when you when when you know, like a long run or a race really is tough and you pretty much like pretty much on the verge of dying at the end. <laughs> at yeah. the end, I'm like you're struggling through the last couple of miles. It really does build up. Like you're like okay, I I don't want that to happen again. What did I do wrong that made it that brought us to this point? Was it lack of training? Did I start up? Did I start too fast? Did I go too hard in the middle of the run? What happened there? It really, it really, uh, it really brings you back to earth because you could be like, I'm on top of the world, I'm, I'm a great runner, and then all of a sudden you just have a bad run, and you're like, I'm still human. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. And then I, I like your take on, you definitely don't need a big bowl of spaghetti right before you go to bed the night before a race, no matter how no. much people might tell you to do that. No, you can. The carb loading is an all is an all week thing. It's not just the night before. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So. Getting into how you and I know each other, we met in college. We did. You were in a fraternity. I was. I was in a yes. sorority. Yes, yes. But yes. I don't think we're the stereotypical mold for either of those things. I don't think so either. I don't think so mm-hmm. either. <laughs> but I don't know much about your life before college. Where did you grow up? Uh, so I'm originally from. I was born in Davenport, Iowa. Um, then we. I lived in Milwaukee, pretty much from like. From, from since I can remember up until about seventh grade. And okay. then we moved back down to Davenport and I was there all the way through high school up until Carthage. So which did you prefer, Davenport or Milwaukee? Um, it's hard to say. Like Davenport is where all my friends are, like all my friends mm-hmm. from like growing up are at. Um, mm-hmm. But like if you would ask me where I'd rather live right now, I'd definitely say Milwaukee. Davenport's kind of like Kenosha. But mm-hmm. it's in Iowa, so it's there aren't a lot of big cities near. Right. So, <laughs> it's just so like it's just a small town. To this day, now that you're living in the Chicagoland area, and I we'll just go ahead and say Chicago because mm-hmm. it's much more Chicago than anything I've ever done. Um, <laughs> would you prefer Milwaukee or Chicago? Probably Milwaukee at this point. I've lived in okay. Chicago for five years now, five six mm-hmm. years, um, and I it's big. Um, I love Chicago, but for like the overall overarching like everything, mm-hmm. Milwaukee's just got a little more. Um, it's it's a little smaller, a little more mm-hmm. condensed. Um, the nightlife isn't as great, but still like there's just like some things just about Milwaukee that are just kind of nice. It's just a little bit smaller, a little more charming. Yeah, and then you've been with Mandy now. How long have you guys been together? Almost two years. Wow. Almost two years, yeah. That's wild. And you guys live together in Chicago, right? We do, yeah. Yeah, we've lived together almost a year and a half. And you guys have been traveling like crazy people. <laughs> yeah, we uh we do we do we have done some traveling. We went on a cruise this past summer that was unreal. What? I didn't know about the cruise. Yeah, we went to um we took a so Mandy's mom retired and her and her siblings had this uh, whole thing where they wanted to, they went on a cruise when they were younger and they had this whole thing where they wanted to, when her, when their mom retired, they wanted to surprise her with a cruise. Um, so we, so they did, they did. And it was a cruise to the Mediterranean. Um, and so, and I got to tag along, which was really nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was unreal. We went to, we started in Rome. Um, then we went to Venice, then Malta, and then this little island, this this one of the this island in Greece, and then we went to Croatia and then Slovenia, and then we ended in um, 
Oh wait, we ended in Venice. Where did we go? Sicily Damn. was Sicily was the second place we went to. Damn. Yeah. Now tell me this. This might not even be a valid question considering we're in the Mediterranean, but um, how often did you think about sharks? Um, I didn't actually think about sharks that much. We weren't in the water, like we weren't actually in the water a lot. Okay. Um, if we would have, I didn't do the only something I really did was at the pool, which is kind of strange. Uh, like a cruise ship is literally, it's like a resort, but they just put it on the water and it takes you places. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, people are very divided on cruises. Either it's like a lifestyle or it's never going to happen. <laughs> and um, I want to try it, I think, just to get over that fear that I have. But I think that I would be so aware of anybody around me acting any kind of crazy. And then I'd be so aware of how many sharks were around. <laughs> it's um, so I was a little iffy on the whole cruise part beforehand. Um, mm -hmm. just because I'm like, I'm one of those people that likes to really enjoy, like everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. So you only get to spend a certain amount of time at each port, which I was not, I was going into, I wasn't a big fan of, but afterwards it was a good trip. To, it was really an easy way to, easy way to see a lot of places mm -hmm. when it comes to everybody on the ship. Um, like if you've ever been to like a resort, like in like Cancun or like something like that, or like the Bahamas, it's. It's literally just like that. So it's just a bunch of people doing their own thing and everybody's on vacation, just having a good time, drinking, partying. You just... are reminding me how poor and unspecial I am because I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even have a gauge for any of that. But like, okay, point it's taken. Like, <laughs> it's like, um, I mean, it's like it's like a giant hotel that's just like, I don't know. That's like kind of a little bro. It's like a hotel, but there it's just got, it's attached to like a theme park. So mm -hmm. Like there's well, that. So what's your favorite place you've been stateside? Stateside? New Orleans. Mm -hmm. New Orleans yes, is my, my favorite place in the country. I love it. When you told me how Dallas went, did we talk about its relation to New Orleans or not? No, we didn't actually. So um, a little bit different, but I went to Austin for the first time mm -hmm. this past year. And then the year before was when I went to New Orleans. And New Orleans has always been like a lifelong dream of mine. I love French culture. I love jazz music. I love Creole food. Like it was just everything I wanted. And like the architecture, the art, everything, phenomenal. I would love, I always talk myself into saying I want to live the places that I visit. I'm sure living there is very different, but I, I stand by it. I think I'd like to live there for a little bit. But when I went to Austin this past year, it's apparently supposed to be the sister city of New Orleans. Really? Yeah. And I can see where some of that comes into play. Truthfully, I don't know if I told you much about my visit to Austin. It was a pretty cool time until the very end. And at the very end, it was the worst time ever. So oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't quite liken it to that. But I'm with <laughs> you. I think New Orleans is the best. New Orleans is great. New Orleans is on probably, I've been there... Probably, let's see, like five times, five or six times Whoa. now. Yeah, I so went. Your, your New Orleans is my Vegas then, because I, yes. I tend to overdo Vegas. Yeah, I, I've been to Vegas too, and I, I like Vegas a lot, but if I had to pick between the two, I would go to New Orleans every time. Yeah. But. You've been five but, or six times. What's your favorite thing there? Um, My favorite thing there is all the food. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I can't. If, if anytime anybody asks me about New Orleans and like what to do there, I just say you need to eat all yeah. the food you can because it's so good there. It's like there's this. Um, did you get? A, did you had to have gotten a po' boy while you were there, right? No. What you never got? You didn't get a po' boy? The sandwiches no. that are, it's it's I know literally. What you're talking about. I've had them in Chicago. I just didn't get. Oh there. man, that's where they were. That's where they're from. That's where they originated at. Is New yeah. Orleans? Yeah. Um, it's. And they're great. But there's this one place called Damasilis, Damalisis, Damalisis. Okay. And it's um, where, like, the Manning Brothers, that's their favorite po' boy spot in the, in the entire city. Ooh. Well, I'll um, try that next time. Definitely go there next time. And it's, it's this tiny, it, it basically, it looks like a house. Like, a, like mm -hmm. kind of like a rundown house. You go inside, it, there's a couple of old, like, older women working there. And, um, but it's, like, real mom and pop operation. And it is unbelievable. Best pole boys ever had. Ever now, had. are you a beignet guy? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes. Which team are you on? Cafe Beignet. Me 100%. too. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves Cafe Dumont because it's got the clout 
but yeah. they're missing out on the better beignet and the better atmosphere if you go to the Cafe Beignet on Bourbon Street. The one with the backyard? Yeah, and it has, like, the statue with, like, the little kids and, like, the there's, like, it's, like, it got a whole, like, statue in front of it. Unbelievable. Uh, I didn't make it to that one, but, you know, I follow a couple people on social media. One of your fraternity brothers who's there right now. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, what that's, the hell? That, we actually, the first time I went to New Orleans was with him and um, our our respective exes. <laughs> and oh. um, the first place we went, to, so we went there, it was we it was kind of like a birthday present to myself because I just turned 21 about what a week a before we gift. left. Yeah, it was great. So we went down there, um, had this hotel right off of Bourbon Street, which is great. And the first place we stopped at was the Cafe Beignet on Bourbon Street. <laughs> like yeah. not 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 on purpose or anything we were just walking down the street and everybody was hungry so we're like let's stop here and it just happened to be the cafe oh, beignet it's so good and they, <laughs> they make really good alcoholic drinks with like baileys and everything yes yes um, they they ever... overdo it it's great yes they do did you ever make it over to um i'm trying to think of the name it was uh well since i can't remember did you ever make it to commander's palace Oh, yes. Yes. I went yeah. there. Yeah, I went there the second time I went to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That, that place is the bomb. That's the first yeah. time I ever had pork belly, and I haven't looked back since. The service there, I work in the customer service industry, so I'm very cognizant of that stuff everywhere I go. The service there was incredible because you could tell if you were watching them that they weren't bringing the next course until you were done, and they were timing everything around you. And there was no rush to get out of there. And I mean, it's, there shouldn't be. It was pretty expensive, but such a good time. Yeah, that place, that that Domelisi's Cafe Beignet on Bourbon Street, top three places you got to go, like food-wise. And you got to yeah. go to a gas station, just a random, get like a random corner store or gas station. Get a, get, if they serve po' boys in the back, get a po' boy from there. It's Whoa. probably going to be fire. Okay, that's like the local food. Yeah, I, no. I just, I, there was this one pole boy spot, and I will never, I don't think I'll ever find it again, but it was literally in a corner store, and it was, up until I had Domelucci's, it was the best one I had. So, are you planning on doing anything for Mardi Gras this year? I'm actually not doing anything for Mardi Gras this year. Um, Mandy's actually going to be in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Though. No! <laughs> yeah. yeah. For work? Or for no, she, she's, going, she's going with a bunch of friends we met at uh, Bags like, this summer. Why aren't you going? Uh, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm it's a, it's a it's a big girls trip, so okay, I'm just okay. I'm just not going to go. <laughs> yeah, no. I know what you're saying. I have a couple friends who are there right now, Carly and Dom. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so jealous, but that's okay. We'll have a king's cake, you know, here in Chicago. Amen. And then plan for a better year next year. <laughs> exactly. But, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Carthage. Yes. Um, if you were coming from Davenport, how did you know about Carthage? How'd you hear about it? I got a, I got a letter in the mail and it had the classic aerial view of the campus. And I was like, wow, this looks really dope. (laughs) And then I remember I got that same letter in the mail and I threw it away. Really? I I saw it and I was like, this place looks great. And I have family in Milwaukee still. So I was like in between Chicago and Milwaukee. I have some family here too in Chicago. So Mm -hmm. I was like. Right in between both of them. This is great. So I won't be super far from family. Going back to Wisconsin. I'll, I'll, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll go visit. Um, I visited. Loved it. And then I got accepted. And I once I got accepted to Carthage, I was like, okay, I'm going here. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you, were you on football too? I didn't play football, no. Did, were you on any sports team? No, I actually didn't play any sports at, at, uh, in college, which was, which in did? hindsight... I I did I did intramurals, but nothing nothing major. Okay, and then you found your fraternity. I did I did I actually lived on my fraternity's floor my freshman year, um, and one of the first one of my one of the first people that so before school started, one of uh one of one of my one of my fraternity brothers that one of the people that ended up becoming my fraternity brothers reached out to me because he was a he was in the, in the fraternity, he reached out to me on Facebook said hey like. But like this is my fraternity. This is like you're on, you're on my fraternity's floor. Like we'd love to get to know you, blah blah blah. And um, then ended up ended up ended up liking all of them. 
went to mm-hmm. a couple of their parties and those were like basically all my friends for like the first like month of school <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I was like I should probably make some friends in my grade for a little bit so I, then I did mm-hmm. that too <laughs> but yeah no it just kind of all fell into my lap do you think that if you had been living on a different floor in a different building that you would have found the same fraternity I always wonder that and I think that at some point I would have um mm-hmm. but I don't know it would like I think at some point I would have I would have found out about them mm-hmm but would I have been so gung-ho to just do it pretty much off the bat? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys were absolutely crazy. And yes. um, I had the pleasure <laughs> of getting to spend a lot of time with you guys because my boyfriend at the time was in the same fraternity. Yes. And I always loved you because you were one of the few that was older than him that didn't make him do absolutely crazy, insane things <laughs> to be able to be friends with you guys. Yes. And you were always just like kind and like mostly inside your mind, like no matter that I <laughs> um, activities. So like I always appreciated you for that. But it was a really good group of guys who were really funny and kind of daredevils and definitely like to drink. Yes, definitely. All those things um, we and we definitely like to drink a lot. But we, yes. we always we always had a good time. Um and during my time there, I always like to kind of focus it on like the brotherhood aspect, just like, like we're what, and that kind of like just focus on like you know we're here for the bond and trying to be part of something bigger. So yes. that was very important. And then out of that usually spawns more of the crazier shit. And yes, you know, with with like doing a lot of good, also comes with a lot of crazy. And we yeah. had some we had some rowdy people, but that always made it a great time. <laughs> and it's the same thing for my sorority like you get a group of people together some are going to be a little bit different some are going to be louder quieter you know like it but it's that common goal if you have you know your statement for your fraternity or sorority like you have a common goal in mind you work together pretty well for the most part and then you have a really good time together but for me I was not interested in joining a sorority um originally and then the one that I joined kind of found me and it was, it's, it was kind of similar um, where I, I felt like I was almost being mentored by somebody. And then I realized that I had a lot of room to grow as a woman. I was, mm-hmm. before I joined my sorority, I was pretty jealous, pretty insecure. Um, and didn't really feel like I had my own identity and it was only working through all of that strife and pain and struggle and then good times and bad times and sad times with all of those girls around me that I felt like I got to be who I wanted to be. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, definitely growth experience. Now, have you had time to go back to any of the events? Um, yeah, I've actually. So obviously, I, like I will. Everybody goes back to a couple homecomings. Um, so yeah. I went to a couple homecomings. And then last year, I went to our Founders Day. And they had like a little thing at one of the bars in Kenosha. And, yeah. um, and so I went to that. So I met a bunch of the younger guys. It was our, I think it was our 20, 20th year at Carthage or something like that. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we went back and, you know, had a couple beers with the guys and just hung out and, and uh, basically like, it's like kind of one of those things where, you know, when you're younger and alumni, like when you're in school and older alumni come back and you're like, wow, like I've heard about you or like, yeah, like, and like they demand, like they demand this type of respect all, almost like you just kind of give them the respect. Yeah. It was so weird being on the other side and like, yeah. I'm not even like, I'm not like, like, I'm not like a dom like, I'm not like a domineering figure or anything. I don't even know if yeah. that's a word, but like, I'm not like yeah. that, like that type of figure, uh-huh. at least in my mind. But when I went back, <laughs> people were like, they like, they're like, it's like, we've heard about you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like, wow. so great to finally meet you. I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, I. They're like, Frater Watson. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. like, what the, what the hell is happening right yeah. now? So it was, it was kind of surreal. Have you watched any of Cheer on Netflix? I haven't. Mandy actually watched, like, binged it the whole weekend uh-huh. I was in Dallas, but I've heard it's oh, no. pretty awesome. <laughs> well, so there's a bit where these um, kind of, like, incumbent champions have to take a weekend and really study the history of their cheer group, and then they have to know <laughs> the names of the people who won at which year, you know, which city hosted the competition oh, wow. that year and so on and it just gave me this like ptsd flashback of sorority <laughs> facts 
and I know you guys had something similar. So oh yeah, it's awesome to know that they're still keeping that tradition alive and that they do know who you are. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's kind of crazy to me. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it was a very surreal moment, and um, and like we had we did this like chant, like at all of our events. Uh-huh. And they they didn't really know it that well, so we oh, like no. it was like me and like five other five other alumni, and we all did it and outdid them to like such a oh, high no. degree. And I, I was I was like, this is nuts! Like, how do you how do we still have it and you guys don't? But <laughs> it was kind of haze them after that. Absolutely not. No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. I only the only people I only haze my friends now. <laughs> Yes. So my question is, because I, I struggled with this myself the first couple of years out of college. How did you transition leaving such a close knit community to finding that in your personal life outside of school and in more of your professional environment? It was very hard. Uh, definitely, definitely a big struggle. I, I was lucky enough to room with um, one of my one of my good friends from college. Mm-hmm. We we weren't in the same fraternity or anything. So, but 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 like we had been friends pr- from freshman year all the way all the way like through school. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody there, you know that like that I knew and we got along and you know we could like confide in each other all that stuff and definitely he's one of my best friends now. Um, and also just like having like like my ex, um, she lived she lived in Kenosha for a year after school, so I got to go back there a decent amount to see her and then I could go see people there as well too and. Then I was lucky enough when I moved to Chicago, like moved to the city, mm-hmm. I lived near some of my fraternity brothers. So that it all just, I don't know, like they're definitely all like all, most of my good friends now, um, post-college mm-hmm. are, were in my fraternity, um, which, which is really nice to have. Um, so yeah. it was kind of like one of those things where like, it just kind of kept that, that, that was, just, it just kept that same trajectory of like these are the people I hang out with <laughs> and like yeah. just be kind of became my, my, they became my close group of friends, you know, throughout the whole time after college. Like refined a little bit, like you had your favorites and those were the ones you kept in touch with. And Exactly. That's exactly me, that how it a, works. Yeah. And for me it was a challenge because <laughs> I, you know, everybody has their close knit friendships mm-hmm. and you imagine some are going to keep going in that same direction and some fell off completely for me and I did not see that coming. And that's sad. And I still check in on those people and make sure they're okay every now and again. But it's it's just, it's kind of the friendships that are conditional. They're the people who you have to be in their face to be their friends. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that didn't require that are really the ones that kept stronger for me because we're all busy. We all have work. We all travel. We all have relationships. And um, it, for me, was a completely different test once my college relationship ended. You know, almost seven years with somebody. Yeah living with them and then and then you pick up from there like you're like what the fuck like I feel that I feel that deep in my soul (laughs) yeah I know you do and for me I was lucky enough and I I think I I think it's the same for you um but for me I was lucky enough where I didn't lose a ton of friendships from that I think my friends were really mature about it and then me and that person were also pretty mature about it and it was just an ugly sad thing but it didn't it wasn't dramatic yeah, I I was definitely lucky in the same in that same same respect. I well, it didn't it didn't end pretty, but mm-hmm. we were very respectful about how we went about dealing with all the fallout from it. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So I think that everything that we <laughs> talked about, whether it's growing up, you know, you know, moving, being the new kid in Milwaukee for a bit, moving back, being the new kid again, going mm-hmm. to college, finding your friends, fitting in, moving you know, fitting in again, having your job. I think all of that informs a pretty good sense of humor because, oh yes, yeah, because you have to have a good sense of humor to cope. <laughs> so how oh. would you describe your sense of humor? Um, very sarcastic and uh, definitely dry at times too. Um, yes. I'd say those, those are two very defining factors. I, and I, also I joke, like I joke a lot. Humor. Yeah. I do love, I do love some dark humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, so, definitely a favorite of mine. <laughs> What would you say are your favorite memes right now? Memes? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know if this counts as a meme, but it's this comic strip. I literally yes. post on my Instagram story every day. From yes. It's called Nathan Pile's Strange Planet. And it's these little aliens, and they describe everyday events. Like, the one, t- the, one the other day was basically about somebody that lived in the Midwest and talked about how harsh their climate was. 
mm-hmm. and the the other alien was like was it really like was it really uninhabitable and he's like the other the alien that lived there was like i don't live there anymore so yes <laughs> <laughs> like like it's it's so great it's very it's but it's super dry and like like i i get mixed reactions i saw a lot of people uh i saw like some people i saw last night somebody mentioned they're like i just don't get these comics like why do you post them every day i was yeah, like well, they're hilarious they need to get a new sense of humor those are fucking <laughs> and you they're... were i think you were the first one who ever showed them to me and oh, i like yeah. them because they point out how absurd our everyday conversations really are yes and <laughs> how absurd we are when we try to connect with somebody else that's what I love about the most. They literally point out how, like, like human interaction in general is just such a strange thing. Yes. And, like, not to get on, like, any, like, type of, like, Joe Rogan, like, existential thing, but, like, yeah. I think about that a lot. Like, just no, how please we're... please do. Get on the Joe Rogan. Well, like, we're just, we're, like, literally just, we're, 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 we're animals. And, like, you just, you just think about it, like, from the aspect of our every, like, what we do every day is just the means to some point of survival and then when you break uh, it down to that you're just like what the fuck am i it's doing so right weird. <laughs> it's, it's so, so strange weird. it's so strange even for me like taking it away and like well what's an animal then and it's like animals are like sodium and potassium and electricity <laughs> and, and, th- and then you're just like fuck <laughs> uh, yeah and then i had a psych professor once this psych professor was god awful like anybody could have attested to it who 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 was it who was it who was it i, I, I was a psych major too <laughs> i don't remember his last name he was an adjunct he okay took the bus to school every day he had gray hair oh. he was um, he taught the theory, uh, he saw, he taught a symposium and then he taught some sort of theory of psychology. Jeremiah, he was a fraud. He, <laughs> one, one day in class, I remember, cause I'm, I'm a really good student. I'm definitely the one who always has questions. I'm always the one who wants to stay the full length of the class. Like I'm irritating. So I would even try to make sense of what he was saying. And I was trying to listen to him. And there was one day where he went on a conversation of time that blew my mind and I felt like I had been enlightened. And then it was like I walked out of the door and I totally lost it because it didn't make sense. But he like entranced me. Oh no. And he was like talking about how time isn't real, of course. Yeah, it's and a that, flat circle. Yes. <laughs> and that um and then he, you know, he's like, it's just an indication of what happened before something else. He's like, it's it's really not it's really not this linear thing. And then he goes on to say, you know, Adams. And, like, he, like, there was nobody sitting in one of these front chairs in the classroom. He oh, picked no. up a chair and slammed it back down. He's like, this chair isn't real. He said, these atoms are pressed together really hard. And he's like, so it gives you the illusion of a chair. And I remember I was, like, and there were people sleeping. And I was there, like, sweating and having a crisis. Because I was like, he's right. The chair isn't real. You just, you like go back to your dorm room and you're in the bathroom and you're just like, am I real? Yeah. No, am I really here? No, just <laughs> me, me being somebody who's prone to anxiety, I don't need somebody to drill me further into my head. <laughs> so <laughs> I did not need that. But um, on the topic of memes, are you over Baby Yoda? Do you still love Baby Yoda? What's going on there? Um, I still love Baby Yoda, but I haven't seen a lot of memes of him as much lately. Um. But it's because the show that he was on, mm-hmm. is, there's no there, there are any new episodes right now. But still love him. Still a cuddly little character. Some of my favorite ones were mashing up a movie where the Kylo Ren guy was in. <laughs> have you seen the Have you seen a Marriage Story? I have not seen a Marriage Story. I've heard it's pretty good though. It is good, and but you know there, there's all those snapshots of, of that Kylo Ren character like standing up from that yeah. movie, and I really like those. But it's like, it's like the, you know, Baby Yoda is just a character in The Mandalorian. And then it goes to him and he's like, I'm Star Wars now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I, meme, memes are, it's, it's such a great form of humor. It, it kind of fits, like, what I enjoy. Like, just give me the joke. We don't need yeah. all the context. Just give it to me. Yeah. And yes. sometimes, sometimes you got to kind of know what's going on a little bit. Now, did you, were you part of the group of people who used to say Mimi, or did you always know it was a meme? I, I think I always knew it was a meme. I don't remember a point where I said Mimi. So I have a theory <laughs> on that, because meme is actually a psychological term, and I think people who ever learned that word in psychology class 
never got it wrong. But I remember Grant and I used to get into big fights about it. Cause, really? Know, mean, and I was like, you think you're ever going to fucking call something meany? That's never going to happen. That's never. the leanest thing I've ever heard. Never gonna happen. It's like happen. it's like it's like it's like the gif versus gif argument. Like yeah, that that one that one is probably a little more controversial because I think they can both be right. But well, so which one do you do you call right? Gif, gif for sure. Yeah. So GIF. I I'm so stupid, but I was in a meeting recently and I'm working on a bigger project with our IT group, and then they called it a gif, and I tried to spell it phonetically on like the top corner of my paper so that I could settle the debate with anybody back at the office. But it's really hard to spell GIF phonetically. It is. But it's, it's really almost impossible. Spell... Yeah. But it's really easy to spell GIF phonetically. So I was like, wait, which one was it? It was like, it's like what are we calling it? Yeah. <laughs> so if you could go back to Jeremiah freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And you had the insights that you have today about what it's like to feel grown up or to find yourself as an adult. What piece of advice would you go back and give yourself? Whew. Um, let's see. I probably have a couple different things I would tell them. Definitely. I would definitely tell them, don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Cause like, I know I struggled with that for a couple of years in college. Definitely mm -hmm. still struggle with it now, but it's much more natural now. Um, also I would tell him, to definitely study hard all the time. Don't slack off at all. I like that. Yeah, because I, I was definitely prone to slacking off, but still did good in school. But could I have done better? Probably. <laughs> and also, probably um, drop that education minor ASAP. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Is I have this. time suck? It just wasn't like... I, like, so I was a psychology major, and then I had a criminal justice minor. Yeah, criminal justice minor. Um, but I started with an education minor because I wanted to be a school counselor. Yes. And then I realized how shitty... Well, okay, Carthage is a great education program, but I didn't want to... It just it was a lot of work for a minor. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't for me. I was like, I don't want to... Like, why, why do I have to take this test twice? to be a my to get this minor like this is crazy <laughs> it's like this doesn't make any sense um no. yeah so really good advice yeah it's, definitely it's, what it sounds like is you would kind of give your past self some confidence yeah definitely definitely give him give him some give him a little boost up yeah i like that i yeah. think i would do the same now yeah. because you were a fellow psych major i'm going to blast you with some psychology stuff for the next few minutes and then i know Great. you have to go Perfect. so i'll make this quick so you can Sounds get a Sunday great. service. <laughs> gotta, gotta, I gotta get my church in. <laughs> yes, I hope, he, I hope he plays Homecoming. And if he plays Homecoming, send me a video. Oh, I will. I will. Because, you know, Jesus coming back. And then, you yeah. know, there's going to be some metaphors. So anyway, it's three questions. And okay. this comes from some of Sigmund Freud's early introspective work. Ooh. One of my favorite podcasts today, um, she uses it. It's okay. Whitney Cummings. Do you like her, the stand-up comedian? Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah, and she's so she's one of my favorite podcasts right now just because it's supposed to be like mental health things, relationship things, knowing yourself things, and it's just all supposed to be in hopes of growing to be a better person. So yeah. she asks a lot of the people that she interviews these three questions and kind of blows their minds. So we'll see how this goes. Okay. So first, you have to tell me your favorite animal. Oh, um, my favorite animal is, I would say it's a lion. Yeah, lion. What are three adjectives that describe the lion? Courageous, proud, and fierce. Awesome. Now you have to tell me about your favorite piece of clothing that you own. Oh, man. Um, my favorite piece of clothing that I own. I would say... It's pro I have this, uh, this crew neck... It's an Eagles crew neck because I'm a huge Eagles fan. And it's mm -hmm. like the Kelly green from, it's like a throwback Ooh. one. So I really I like that, that a lot. Yeah. So give me three adjectives for that. I would say it's pretty vibrant, kind of loud, <laughs> and um, vintage. Give me one more. Mm, let's 
see. I don't know. Classic? I like it. Yeah. And then your favorite body of water. Favorite body of water. Lake Michigan. Be specific. Okay. And then give me three words to describe Lake Michigan. Lake Lake Michigan's beautiful. Um, It's unpredictable. And it's pretty cold. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to have to tell Mandy to forgive me if this crosses any lines, but this is going to be really good. Okay. So um, we have three answers. We have your favorite animal, your favorite piece of clothing, and then your favorite body of water. So your favorite animal you said was a lion. Mm -hmm. A lion translates to how you see yourself. So it's, you see yourself as courageous, proud, and fierce. Would you say that rings true at all? I would say besides the fierce part, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And now a little bit different, some, depending on your, the person you're asking these questions of, it can be similar or it can be pretty different. But your favorite piece of clothing is supposed to be an indicator of how people see you. So oh. people see you as vibrant or loud and then classic. Interesting. I hope people Would you kind agree of see with that? that Maybe not the loud part. Uh, I'm kind of vibrant. on your party, I've definitely seen you loud. <laughs> That's true. I wonder maybe if... The, maybe loud is like expressive and a good sense of humor. That could be you it. Know. That could be it. And then Lake Michigan, or your favorite body of water, is supposed to be an indicator of your sex life. And (laughs) you called it beautiful, unpredictable, and cold. (laughs) Hopefully not the cold part. Hopefully not the cold part. But I challenge you to bring this party challenge out with your friends. I love that. See if you can help them introspect at all. I love that. That's great. Yes. (laughs) Well, I know we could probably talk about a million and one things. Um, yes. Maybe we'll have to do another one specific to humor and mental health and things like I, that. In the I would love that. We should definitely do that. Okay. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day at church. Thank you. I will. I'll, uh, I'll send the videos and I, and I encourage all of you to join the cult of easy. <laughs> you can't say that. I, I'm, I'm joking. I think I'm kind of joking. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck. Stay strong. <laughs> thank you. Thanks Bye. for having me on. Of course, thank you. All right. I'll Bye. talk to you soon. Yes. All right. Bye.